Today on Winging It, Vince and I sat down with Grammy award-winning singer-songwriter-producer The Dream. We talk about writing songs for Beyonce and Rihanna, the music industry, and hip-hop's recent involvement in politics ahead of the election. That's coming up next. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Winging It Podcast. Hello and welcome into Winging It, part of the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm your host, Annie Finberg, joined by number 15, the now retired Mr. Vince Carter. Yes, sir. VC in the house. What's going on? And we are very excited because today we have Grammy Award winning singer, songwriter, and producer, The Dream. And he hey. plays golf on the side and he's hooping on, and at, he's at, a on Hawks the side. And super he's a Hawks fan. fan. Like, he, he can, hey. He's a Braves fan. He's a Falcons fan. He is Atlanta. A SCAD alumni. SCAD alumni. Wow. What are you drinking over there? Oh, it's a little, um, you know, just a little, little coffee. Something. Oh, cute. Got to stay up. They're all cute. <laughs> I like that brand. <laughs> anyway, how's it going? Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Oh, man, it could be going better. Hopefully everybody on here, family is safe and everything. It's been some BS for 2020. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. The only good news is uh, I saved on my um, season tickets with the Hawks, so I didn't have to pay the rest of them. Nice. That is, that is <laughs> a good the news. amount. That actually yeah. was the kind of good news. Like, hey, man, you know. Yeah, yeah uh, let's talk about 2020. I mean, you know, for 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 you, you know, for, for, for me, for us as sports fans, is fans of different artists and musicians who have passed in 2020, man. And I'm sure you're connected with a lot of them that have, you know, moved on and passed. Um, like, yeah, what are your man. thoughts about, like, I mean, like you said, 2020 has been rough, but like just hearing some of the, the legends that have left us. It's just crazy that not getting your proper respect at the same time, like how, how could I be selfish? You know, thinking that way, good people pass away every day. You know, not just celebrities and artists mm. and, you know, it's people's mothers and fathers, you know, that would never get, you know, the light of day or even see their name on um, TV come across a scroll across the screen saying that they've been um, that they've passed away from from anything, you know. So it's it's a bad place to be in because these are these are people I looked up to for years and and then on the other hand, you have this pandemic, you know, with these people I don't know. But I feel like I do because it's kind of affecting everybody. So it's mm-hmm. it's a super perplexed um, thing to deal with. Yeah, it's been it's been quite a bit. And once this episode drops, we will most likely know the outcome of the 2020 election. So that's just a little bit more to add to that. So. Oh man, yeah. So that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Simply put. <laughs> I hope everybody do the right thing, man. That's that's all I can say. 
I ain't trying to get, I ain't trying to go back to Bankhead on some whole other thing. I ain't trying to do that. I'm really not. I ain't trying to fight nobody. And, you know, I know it's what everybody's thinking. It's like, man, is it really going to be a war or something that pops up? I'm like, nah, they just don't. But it's something that's being taken serious now, actually. And before we get into the fun stuff, something I do want to ask you is, how you feel about artists and musicians, you know, stepping into politics and speaking out. Um, you know, we saw Lil Wayne and 50 Cent recently supported Donald mm-hmm. Trump. So I just wanted to get your take on that and kind of how you feel about them speaking out, uh, maybe in a way we wouldn't have expected. This American experiment, um, so you have it, right, is, yeah, freedom of choice, freedom of speech. And, and then when people say things that make no sense at all, you're trying to figure out... <laughs> Like, well, you can't silence them because you just can't, you know, like it's a, it's, it's their choice, it's their will and whoever they want to win, you know, of course I'm a Biden, Biden guy. Like it's, it's just, it just makes, it's a practical thing. You know, at some point practical should matter again. Um, but right now I don't know if it's, if it's like a joke or not. Like I don't, and I'm not in on it if it is like, I thought I thought it was a joke the first time, like, oh, this is a joke. And I was like, well, maybe I should take like four years off and go do all the things that I couldn't do because I was so serious as a 20 year old. Like, let me get all the drugs. Bring me everything. This is going to be a hell of a hell of a four years. And it has been. It was exactly what I thought it would be. And looking at it and thinking that there would be supporters of this guy in a certain type of way, whether it's about money or taxes or anything like that, that kind of bothers me. In, in the depth of of myself like i just i just don't i just don't get it like i don't i don't understand it at all so yeah i'm i'm purely bothered by by people like even considering that i've even had conversations with about things and i can't be bought so it's it's just that that would just be something that's never going to happen with me anyway i'm just like the, the opposite of whatever that thing is bars <laughs> bars <laughs> Because I will say, it seems like it's just about money, right? And so that's clearly the one thing that they value the most in the world. Right. Which, you know, it's probably not ideal, but whatever they got to do. So I'll just, I'll just say even, that. Even if it's something else, I think you just should speak on it other than it being that, especially when you have it, you know, mm-hmm. speak on it. There has mm-hmm. to be something else other than mm-hmm. that. Um, and to the other point is, why would Trump help now? <laughs> like, He's been there this whole time. Like, he's lying. You know he's lying. <laughs> like, these are, like, codes that we live by where I come from, where you've told me enough lies. I'm good. Like, no, man. I already know you're working for the feds. I'm cool. And he's working for the feds in a whole different type of way. It's like, man, I don't even know who this, who this guy is. And that's just me, honestly speaking. I don't, I don't get it. Like, how you trust somebody you really don't? have nothing in common with i don't i don't get it it's crazy well hopefully we are listening to this podcast with some good news so i want to ask you obviously you said you know 2020 has been awful um but you released an album earlier this year uh, back in april how did covid if i'm sure at all um affect the album and just kind of the rollout and all that um well uh, definitely i kind of knew going into it that it that it would affect it in a certain type of way um, I've been blessed enough to be able to release music, though, um, withstanding that type of um, outcome, even with with the pandemic or not, because 
think I do most of my stuff from a cultural standpoint and for the people that really love my music that come from the dream, you know, um, as far as like records when they, when it's about a Beyonce or Rihanna or, you know, those guys that really have impacted my life, you know, in a certain type of way, those are the things I, I take a real hard look at. And this year, I mean, it hasn't, hasn't really, really affected me in a way I kind of plan for it is you just kind of be in front of anything that could happen in the world period. Of course, we didn't think a pandemic would be this long to be honest. Um, but I'm definitely prepared for it. And I prepared my family for it. I did have a number one this year with Megan the stallion and Beyonce. So that was great. There's a two records I appeared on with Jay Electronica and Jay-Z on their album. Mm-hmm. Um, there was actually a record I appeared on Lil Wayne's album with, <laughs> um, and, Do you regret doing that at all now? Absolutely not. No, 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 no. Like somebody's political reasons and why they do, why, why we do certain things that we do. You never know what the, you never know what somebody's truths are, you know? So just because I can't make sense, like I'm not God almighty. Like I don't, you know, some things change your mind. I feel like nothing can. And you have to think on the other side, they feel like nothing can change their minds either. So we're like, who could support a Trump? They're in their mind, they're like, well, who could support a Biden? Do you know what he did with the tech with the, with the crime bill in the nineties? You know, if somebody was really affected by that, I can't even. I don't know what I would think if my father went to jail for a pound of weed for twenty years, and Joe Biden had something to do with it. I really don't know what I would actually do about it. Like, I don't know if I could still vote for him um, based on that, or whether I would still take the same approach as I feel like my vote. And me asking people to vote, I'm voting for the people. Like it's not so I can get more money in my pockets or have less money. Like I went evidently through the whole Obama joint when I first got started getting money, money, which means that, of course, if Trump was there, I'd have got money, 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 money. You know, it's just been a different thing for me in a fiscal type of way. But I don't care about that. I care about my vote counting for the people that have to get up, go nine to five, you know, risk their lives. You got all these people, teachers, especially um, teachers. You have doctors and these nurses who are out here, like getting, getting these diseases and putting their, their lives at risk and their paychecks like are horrible. It doesn't even make any, it, it makes completely no sense at all, but it's, I don't know. I also have to say, let's figure out a different field to go into, you know, like let's let's try to figure out something else to do with our futures, you know, instead of going into a place where it depends on a system of events and people, you know, um, like um, who was that with the, um, was it Johnson and Johnson? I don't want to call anybody out the wrong way, but somebody just had to pay billions of dollars for basically putting everybody, (laughs) making everybody um, addicted to uh, pills. yeah. It was Justin Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah um, I think so. And so it's those things, they pay a billion and some odd dollars. These nurses and these doctors have to deal with these people. And I'm not talking about just regular doctors, I'm talking about psychiatrists and a lot of things. And and the pay is still nothing, especially if you're not the doctor or the psychiatrist. It's the people under them like making peanuts. So it's kind of deal with. But who knows who's right, you know? Yeah. Shout out to the teachers, you know, my, my entire family, all teachers, um, you know, all I'm talking about from grandmothers to grandfathers, uncles, aunts. And, you know, like you said about pay and what they have to go through 
and deal with. And I mean, they're putting their, nowadays, they're putting their lives on the line when they go to school. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, and yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So, I mean, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, let's move on. So, you are in the house. I know you have like a handful of children, at least. A handful. <laughs> I got like this many. How many? Is eight? Nine. Nine. Yeah. So, I don't know if they're all at the house with you, but what's it been like being at home with your family? Yeah, that's funny because currently, yeah, three just left to their moms, but they've mostly been here. <laughs> all of them um, ringing up the internet um, bills with buying things off the internet. I have now my four and five year old like and figured out the whole gaming thing where oh pay another two ninety nine for this little app and I'm like no 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 those two ninety nines add up my brother no yes, they do. I, did you spend twelve hundred dollars I have no idea but it's been fun seeing them and just the idea of being blessed enough to be around them a lot and. You know, you think going to work and doing and me just doing my thing in the world mostly to provide for them and you don't get to see see them take advantage of personally, you know, all the time. And I thought it was a my job thing. And now I just really actually figured out that I'm blessed enough to be at the house more than I thought I was anyway, even before the pandemic. It's the kids that are gone all day. Like they're at school all day. Like they wake up at like six thirty, seven o'clock. And they're there to like five when they get off the bus and they come back and they're like, yeah, we didn't see you. Like, no, actually, I didn't see you, but I love seeing you right now. So because they're, everybody's on Zoom, I'm on Zoom. I'm in class right now. I actually have three exams due at 12 tonight, actually. Yeah. And have you done um, them? Yeah. No, I have to do them after this. Only for Vince. Oh, my. This is all for Vince. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and fly through. Let's move on to the next topic, which is you. Um, you've written hits for most of the greatest singers, rappers of our era, you know, Beyonce, Rihanna, Mariah Carey, Britney Spears, blah, blah, blah. So first of all, you're the goat, I would say. Second of all, just tell us, like, how did you how did you know you had this in you to, you know, be writing music for all of these big stars? And can I ask a side question to that? How did how were you how were you able to get your first placement? Mm, that's good. With the stars of stars, not just an artist. We talking about the, you know, artist yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, all. Of them. I'll answer that one first. I would think that because I live in Atlanta, I think that changes the odds and the amount, like the percentage of running into what we call star stars. You know, um, because there's just it's like hunting season in Atlanta for songs. We know that songs from since the early 90s when L.A. Reid first got here. Um, it had just been made and, and nurtured into this place where producers and songwriters, like we do our thing. We're, we're in the same vicinity, the Howell Mill area where everybody's studio is basically touching and back to back. And there's a friendly competition that has been had been going on for now, like 30, you know, 30 some odd years. And with that being said, like it's it's not that it's not hard. It's harder because of the competition. But there is, I guess, more of an opportunity to put a song on somebody who's just coming to Atlanta for that. Like, that's why they would come to Atlanta, of course, gotcha. or to go to um, a strip club, too. But right. other than get that, wings. you know... Get wings, bro. Come on, man. <laughs> man Tell it wings. right. Get wings. Get no, wings. Lou Williams. We'll get, hey. we'll just get, we'll just get the wings, baby. Um, I told you, Annie. See? So my first placement um, that I would say was in a place was like B2K. 
um, Laney Stewart, who's a who's a um, older brother of Tricky Stewart. Um, mm-hmm. We did that record together and got that record placed. And that was kind of the first real substantial thing that led to me getting a publishing deal, which was, and I was so happy about it. I think I, my regular job that I had before that, I was probably making 40 something thousand dollars a year, which was a lot of money for early, like young 20 year old, like she's 20, 21 years old, less money to get a publishing deal because it was something that I love to do. So I was getting like $30,000 for the whole year. And I had to go and re do all of my things of how I was going to make money to, you know, or how I was going to save money in order to survive, but also do what I love and to try to build on, build on it. And so that's, that's kind of, that was my first, you know, placement, placement. Um, For the first question, me knowing, like, I I don't really think there was an idea of exactly me knowing that I would, I knew that I could do it. Um, I've been in a band since third grade and playing like trumpet and, just different instruments in, in Atlanta and in the South, the band's are a big deal. Like that was, it wasn't oh, about Vince a knows football that. team or it wasn't about the basketball. Like that. Oh yeah. Vince knows. Half yeah, time is showtime. You know, it was about <laughs> half time is show time. You better believe it. Um, I remember my, I remember my band teacher in high school asking me, he's like, yo, you know, you play trumpet and I got to 11th grade. And then when you're in 11th and 12th, you get to be the drum major. And so they said, all right, so, we need you on the trumpet, though. <laughs> I was like, no, sir. No, sir. It's not happening. I was like, no, I'm going to be this drum major. You know how long I've been waiting to show out at halftime? Do you have any clue? And me and, and, and my, my friend Mark at that point, man, we would go out, man, do old Michael Jackson stuff. Like, um, what was big then? Bankhead bounce. Like, whatever dance was out that week, it, it could have just happened the day before. It's in the show, the period. Yes, sir. It's going into the show. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, so just to hear those drum rolls and marching out at like those high steps, man, out to the 50-yard line, man, those splits. Man, it was just, man, it was nothing like it. You can see the football team, the rest of the guys kind of waiting in the tunnel to look back to see what, the, like, let's see this halftime show. Let's see what's, what's going on. And so um, – Music had always been there. And of course, it's the Bible Belt. So it's a church. It's a whole bunch of things that have to do with this melting pot in Atlanta that make it, make it so rich, you know, and, and, and in, a, in an abundance of, of a thing here. And so it's not that hard to find or to start. You know, you know, you could do it. If you're realist with yourself, um, the same way Vince knew he knew how to hoop, <laughs> you know, um, if you're a realist, you know what you can do. And what you can't do. And so that's just the type of person I am and the personality. If I don't know how to do it, man, I don't pretend I do it. I'm not going to try to do something I don't know how to do. I'm not with the second place trophies. Like I was never, my, my parents wasn't, wasn't those type of parents where every kid should get a trophy. It's like, no, bro, if you ain't good, we snatching that money. We was getting ready to pay for that T-ball. You're not playing T-ball this year, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is not a luxury that we can have. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, after like three years, like eh, we're gonna try something else. <laughs> we're gonna try something else, and it better be free. <laughs> right, right. This episode is brought to you by Hotels.com. I was traveling internationally last year. I was in Mallorca. I didn't know the island well. I said, let me head to the north, head towards the water. Let me go on Hotels.com and see what they have available. Something preferably on the beach, maybe even a gym. Not only did I get those things, there was a kid's session with exercise, gymnastics in the water. 
pony rides, a train. It had everything, and I didn't even want any of those things. But at least I knew they were there, just in case I changed my mind. And now finding the perfect hotel has never been easier, thanks to the Hotels.com app. Whether you're looking for a family-friendly, right, all-inclusive, or a relaxing spa weekend, you can find exactly what you need and compare hotel prices, ratings, and amenities side-by-side. So start planning your next getaway and find your perfect somewhere in the Hotels.com app. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes has arrived in IMAX. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Now playing only in theaters. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. When was the first time you met Beyonce? Is just what really what I want to know. And what was it like? <laughs> and were you nervous? And what was she like? And do y'all still talk? And like, just tell me everything, really. First time I met B. Wow, um, it was at a show. I, I I had got on. I had got on. I'm still ghetto. I can't help it. I had got on. Jay and Mary J. Blige's tour. I was opening up for them. Um, Heart of the City tour. And so that kind of, like, me and Jay had already met, like, because we, at this, at this particular time, Umbrella had been done, and Jay was on that, and me and Ree had, of course, met and um, formed a relationship uh, as friends. And so that was a thing. And, and B was, you know, like, Jay was at Def Jam, which is where I was as an artist, and so, and, and so was Rihanna. So that was kind of an easier thing to happen and run into. And B, B was on Columbia at the time, as if, if we're speaking in professional sense. And so, you know, like eventually it was going, it was going to happen, you know, as, as the relationships kind of kept going um, and getting better. And I think when I stopped in New York, it was the first time I met her during that tour. And I still remember the second time I think that I actually talked to her or I met her and it was on the same night that I did single ladies and, it, and I remember having a conversation with myself mainly and just saying, saying, I don't know who thinks they have the single, you know, for B, but I'm letting them know right now they ain't got it. And at that particular time, I hadn't even wrote single ladies. So I had no idea what I was going to do, but I was kind of psyching myself out. <laughs> like, that's some old sports. That's some sports shit that you do. Like, yeah, I'm about to go out here and do, I'm about to go crazy. About to drop but 50. I'm about I to hope. drop 50. <laughs> I'm like Timberland's over there in the corner. I'm like, 
you know Tim's over there, right? You got Stargate, who a great duo mm-hmm. producing group, like mm-hmm. all these great people, man. And um, I'm more thankful that they kind of allowed me to just do me instead of because you can walk in some of those rooms and be in those places and people just don't have their own confidence and then they turn they turn that type of confidence into like some arrogant thing versus it being just exactly what it is. Um, but so that was the second time I met B. Yes, we talked like every other day, probably. Um, not probably. It's a good chance we talk every other day or text about something, whether it's about Ivy Park just dropped or me sending her some art or some stuff that I'm doing in school or asking about music or sending a, sending a record. It's, it's, it, yeah, it's always something. And we're both Virgos, so we just kind of like understand understand each other in that way. Well, you got, you've been dropping you in school, so you got to share what you're doing in school. If you, oh, you yeah, know. I'm working on the BFA. In I fashion. know already. Yeah, you know, you know, know already. <laughs> yeah. I'm working on the BFA in fashion. One of my, my first year is done. This is like I'm, I'm wrapping up my last quarter of a whole entire year of going to school. Um, I would say I'm doing doing well. I don't want to get overconfident about it, but um, I'm definitely able to overkeep up. And yeah, I'm having, I'm having fun and I'm watching, like I said, if, if I don't think I could do something, I wouldn't do it. Especially the capitalists in my brain is saying, Hey, you know, fashion can kind of generate some type of, you know, and I love it. And I felt like I paid enough for fashion that fashion should pay me back at this point. Hey, let me ask you this question. <laughs> so being away from school for so long, how was your transition back into school? Yes. It's something clearly, you know, you're talking about you're, you're passionate about and you're enjoying. Mm-hmm. How was that first week, or yeah, that first week of school kind of getting back and focusing on, you know, what the, the obligations of school, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, outside of oh, your man. everyday job. <laughs> you can move how you want, late nights move or whatever. I won't do, do I do, you know what I'm saying? Get out of here. First um, month, like, how was it kind of like, man, I got to lock in? Because I know how it was for me going through a whole NBA season in the summertime because it's like, Nah, we ain't about to travel. I got to stay two and a half hours in this class. And right. Focus. Like, how was it for you? How was that? Like, I mean, I, I feel Man, like that's a it big... Was, yeah, it was a big responsibility, but it was so much of a joy. Um, I, I shit the bed in, in high school and not because of my, my own, you know, my own self things. My, my mother passed when I was in the ninth grade. So it just kind of threw... It was bad. It was just a bad four years of like a lot of numbness that I had never, you know, so I never got to appreciate it really in that sense. Of course, I had band, luckily, you know, um, in, in, in certain classes that I like and certain teachers that I that I still love to this day. Um, but it was a bad time then for me as a young, as a teenager going through those years without my mom. And so when I got back in, it was a renewed freshness of a thing you know I was more happy about it that I could enjoy it you know and I know that that's not you know probably the feeling some somebody's looking at something right now like boy you crazy you tripping but when you know it's on a scale of life and these things and choices we get to do then it just kind of changes your outlook you know overall so I was happy to get in happy to go I'm, I'm happy to go now I'm happy to finish and be able to um, accomplish something and not, not more so because 
you should go to school and go to, because I'm definitely one of those people who say, don't go to school and run up a debt if you don't know what you're going to school for. Like, this is, that's the dumbest thing I ever heard of in my life. Like, it doesn't make any sense. You got $90,000 now you owe back. And then you end up doing the opposite shit that you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> you're like, don't, mm-hmm. kids, don't do it. That's just me. Mm-hmm. Just saying. I could be wrong, but it worked out okay. Think it out me. before you go pay that money, basically what you're saying. <laughs> Think about it Think before it. you go. Yeah, yes, exactly. At least do what you go love. To, you go love to pay that money back. Because <laughs> right. right. they're going to want that cause, money. Because now, yeah, because eventually that, that degree is going to now pay you so you can pay that. Exactly. Yeah, and you feel good about it. You're like, right, okay, I don't right. mind paying it back right. down versus, man, ain't you got no old jobs in this sector no more, man. It's crazy. Right. And Annie, it's- I will tell you this, you know, that I know for a fact from, from, from talking to Dream, like, often, <laughs> he's serious about school because there's been times like, hey, you trying to go play golf? Nah, bro, I got class, man. And it took me a while to get into the routine of, you know, his, his days. Cause I used to, I would forget, but he's serious about it. And you, you, you know, just hearing him talk about it and knowing, getting those responses, he'd be like, school day. <laughs> I'd be like, respect. <laughs> I'd be like, respect. I would read them like, hey, that's right. My bad, brother. <laughs> He'd be like, no, man, don't remind me that I got yeah, school I'm, all day, man. Thank you. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm about to go play 36. You trying to go? I got school. <laughs> My bad. You're right. So he's, uh, he's he's locked in on it. So it's just you know just hearing him talk about you oh, know man. that and, you know it's it's I mean I, I know it's real and it's not just talk. And respect yeah, no, for I, that because you don't need it. So it's cool that you're you know chasing another one of your dreams. I, I think that's great. Right. I can't I can't wait to see what you do. No pun intended. Sorry. Yeah. No pun intended. She oh. she went to Kansas, bro. It I went to Kansas. The jokes don't stick. They go right over my head Golly. unless I come up with them. Right. Don't worry about it. Next. Anyways, (laughs) I want to get back to um, Beyonce because Vince took us off track and I want to go back. Uh, Yeah, you took us off track. Yeah, you took us to school and we were, you know. But I want to ask you some of these hits, though, that you talked about, like single ladies, mostly single ladies, but also Umbrella. Like, how do you think of these songs? Like, how does this stuff come to you? And like, it's just crazy to me. So I want to hear all about it. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny because the opposite happens when I'm golfing. So there's these words, you can say a word to me, like, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to bring this back. Trust me, it's going to make sense. Um, you can say the word left or right or don't go far. It's bad if you hit into the, to the rough on its side. And those words, those single sentences and words turn into like billions of words to my, in my mind. So I get confused by it. Like, it's almost like a, it's a, um, it's almost like a disease that's, that's rendering at a certain period of time and space and like real, real quick. And so, but at the same time in music, that's how actually work though. The songs happen like that, the words, the stories and how quick they come up um, and I can possess them and, and move them around. I could see the song when I first started and I could see the end of it immediately. You know, the rest of it is like painting by numbers to me. It's like, oh, cool, red, green, blue. And it's become, I don't want to say easy, it's just, um, it's not hard at all to do it. Now, what is hard is writing the exact thing at the exact moment for a person to impact their lives, you know, with the, with the thing. It's like you take a song like Baby for Justin Bieber, and it's like, oh, cool. Well, you can, this person can go on and have these hit records that are number ones and this and this. And it's like, but 
when it comes to writing the important song that sets up things, I'm usually responsible for that thing, you know, down the line. Once you start to look back and you say, oh, well, what, how did this thing get our attention? And that happens um, almost out of a reaction as well and quickly to think about what people want to hear from this artist. What do we want to hear Beyonce say? Like, really, like not, not just about my ass or about my, no, I need you to make that a, not only a metaphor, I need you to make it a, call, a, a table conversation. I need this to be something that you wake up to and somebody calls you about, hey, did you hear X, Y, Z? Or when I hear something like um, put a ring on it in a movie that has nothing to do with Beyonce, but you knew what I meant. And because of that, you say it and you repeatedly say it, you know, over and over. Um, all of those things are built into the foundation of me of how I write songs. So it's not even just what you're hearing at the end. It's like walking and talking it all day long. Um, and just as soon as you set the mic up, 15 minutes umbrella is done. You know, it's, it's just, it's just what I am and what, what I do at this point. And just, taking hold of something that you know how to do and which is, I think school should be more like that versus teaching people how to be cattle and just slaves to another system that evidently doesn't really work in our favor. Hey, forgive me when I ask this question, cause I know we said, we talked about this before, but I think Annie is asking this, we'll, we'll appreciate it. And a lot of people who don't really have the ability to write for others. Cause mm-hmm. it's one thing, you writing a song for yourself, you know mm-hmm. you better than anybody, right? You mm-hmm. can sit there mm-hmm. and everything, whatever, whatever, <laughs> however you want to paint that picture. Right. But you writing, when you're sitting there, this is that you sitting there and writing a song mm-hmm. and you're, you're picturing this for Bieber or Beyonce. Say, oh, I'm gonna write this and, I, you know, I'm gonna write this and then I'm gonna try to, you know, yeah. forgive me when I say shop this to them, if you will. Mm-hmm. But then you get a call from, somebody like you said be and say i need a song like this and writing that like how do you put yourself in that mode now you're trying mm-hmm. to become them writing right. for them instead of you writing for you it's a big difference yeah no it is a big difference but you already uh, you already became them like that's a part of the part of the process and, and mm-hmm. it's like the it's like the diddy sense that's what puff does which has nothing to do with songwriting he can we, we've talked about things where I know what Vince Carter can sell and I know what he can't. I would know that immediately. It wouldn't take me two hours of being talking to you about whatever it is. And I know what you can sell. I know how you can make a billion dollars and I know how you probably have fun making a million, but I know what turns it into another thing. And it's that part is a whole different sensibility in itself that has nothing to do with songwriting. Cause that's what Puff has did great forever. Looked at someone and said, no, don't sing up there. Sing right here. Like, this is you. Mm. This mm. is what will work on you. This is what works on an Aaliyah. This is what works on a Beyonce. And because we do songs or because I am in music, it seems like, oh, it's about music. That's, that's not what it is. What it actually is, is um, problem solving. It's that small, it's that little skill we probably got in second and third grade where you draw the lines from one thing to the other thing and you just start to solve the problems of whatever it is and X out all of the excess trash, you know, from it. I only want the things that are great and that's all we need to sell in order to make something, you know, um, um, significant and to, to, be, to be impactful in life. So 
that's just another sensibility, man. Like, uh, and I'm just blessed to have like a lot of those things and just being able to express it from myself to say, hey, B, this is what we're talking about right now. Like, hey, maybe um, this artist, we've been on black shit so long that maybe it's time to say something fun because maybe it's, you know, like seemingly we could talk about how bad the world is forever. At some point, it does more harm than good. And so I have to be the person that says, hey, let's lighten the mood up a little bit. Like, you can't keep beating the, you can't keep beating the dead horse. You know, you got to, like, let's lighten it up. And so those are sensibilities, you know, that, that come with that, that area. I hope that answers. I got that. another question, Annie. Mm-hmm. Sorry, this is that music side. Like, you know, when that <laughs> wheel starts turning. Here he goes. Here he goes. But no, but it's fans. just, you know, and I'm just thinking for all, all the people out there who, who, who are aspiring to be, become a, a musician or in the position where you're, you're an artist and you're a songwriter, you know, w- when you're sitting there writing a song, maybe it's not for somebody or maybe it is for someone mm-hmm. and you're an artist and mm-hmm. you feel like, Ooh, I got me one. Have you ever had moments where you just said, nah, I think I'm gonna keep this one for me. Or it's like, or you kind of like, I just write another one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, but you, you've, you've been around me. You know, yeah, how yeah, I, I know. you mm-hmm. was just moving. And I asked you if you need to help moving your mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a personality. I think it's your personality to give. If that's in you to give, like I'd rather see somebody have it and take it and succeed in it. You know, I don't wish that I wish it was in just a songwriter ca- category. So I can have the goal, you know, the gold Grammy for myself. I don't care. The point is B got it. That team got it. Those people who are those names that come across those mixers and engineers and all of those people got it. You know, you impacted all of those people versus, oh, I could just impact myself. Like, yeah, I mean, I can get on a private jet right now and just dip <laughs> from everybody. It's just not my personality. Um, so I think it has a lot to do with that. And so I never have a song where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to keep this song for myself because mm-hmm. I, I need it right now. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and that's not, that's just not how I think. And I don't think I would ever, ever uh, change or come off, come off of that at all. Yeah. Usually if an artist called me for a song, even if I got it, it's just actually just happened um, with a Meg, with a, with a Megan record that I, I did this thing um, called six piece. And it's a couple of albums I've done that are just sitting here. And I said, Oh, let me give her this record. And I knew it was from one of my albums that hadn't came out yet. I was like, yo, just send it over there. And at the same time, Pusha called me on the other line. I was like, yo, I just heard the stuff you working on, man. What's, why are you telling nobody you working on this album? He's like, oh, well, I'm actually working on like three or four albums. Like, man, this new stuff is crazy. I was like, all right, cool. And in my head, I'm like, I just gave one of the records away. Probably the one you love. <laughs> hey, that's all right. But I mean, I guess if you if that's what you do, you have a gift for it. It comes to you so easy and naturally. I mean. You know, it's just your, about seeing people people win. That's, that's I what mean, I'm saying. With with you wanting to see people win, yeah. that's it's a, it's a, it's easy to say. Here, it's take a, this record. It's the same way you feel. It's like feeling that way about a food, right? If you get some cake and it's real good, and you know somebody's into that, and you call them like, "Yo, you better." This red velvet. Let me tell you what you said. <laughs> this red velvet at piece of cake, bro. You have no idea. It's the same. It's just a personality, and some people eat. And it'll taste good. They won't even tell you. Hey, man, the sushi place popping. You have to tell them about it. And they're like, oh, yeah, I would have told you that. You're like, you know, I eat sushi all the time. Right, right, right. 
Speaking of being a songwriter, producer John is very curious to know this, so I'm going to ask on his behalf. Do you feel that songwriters are fairly compensated, and do you think it's changed at all um, in the streaming era? Never, 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 never. Since when are the um, sources, you know, are really compensated? You know, there's a lot of things that don't exist when there's no song. Like, really think about it. (laughs) Like, what are we really talking about after that? It makes sense to me. <laughs> so you would think, like, well, you came up with the song. You guys, you two, you three, whoever. Um, at the top of the list would be these people. But, you know, you get into a system, unfortunately, right or wrong. And this is where that other brain kicks in. Um, and I don't know what, what to call this. I don't know if it's a conservative mindset or, or, or not. If you didn't come up with it, it's going to be harder for you to change it. It doesn't make it right or wrong. It's theirs. If you want something like it or you want to, you can come up with your own. You'll come up with your own thing and do your own thing inside of of what you're building. But it's always hard to recreate a business that somebody's already took off with. You know, like the music business has been going on for a long time. And so I'll never stand beside it and say that it's right that it's doing it, but it's going to be hard to get it back right or get it to make sense for you. The same way, Vince, I'm sure you would feel about the NBA. Like, how long did it, did it and would it, is it going to take from something to go from it was here and it's going mm-hmm. to be always, people don't want to give up their things that they feel like they've done a certain thing for. Should mm-hmm. I really care? No, not really. Cause <laughs> I mean, it's not really helping me out. Um, <clears throat> and it's back to one of those things where we were talking about, the Trump thing where you don't know how that person feels on their side and we don't know what makes it right or wrong. All we know that from a moral standpoint, you know, like, oh man, this is wrong. People should be getting this. Doctors should be getting this. But we didn't create the system, to be honest. And if you want a new system, you might have to create one or you probably have to do something that we wouldn't even want to do in order to recreate it. Because what happened here? How did America start? A lot of people got slaughtered. A lot of people got enslaved. So are you willing to slaughter people and enslave people to start the system over? That's an honest question. Yes. So moving on from that, what is your, if I'm, I'm sure this is very hard, but is there any way for you to pick one song or one album that you have done that you can say is your favorite or one of your favorites? Fancy is my, my favorite song from myself. And it's not about topping it or not topping it. It's a very inspiration. It was super inspirational to my life. Um, I had not been to Paris yet, but I would dream of it all the time when I made that song. And so when it, when it came about and I did it and to match it with the idea of how I felt once I started to enjoy Paris all the time, I hit it on the head. It's like dreaming of something that doesn't, you have never, you know, touched or, you know, dealt with. And then it matches completely to what you're like, oh, this is exactly what I thought it would be. This is great. And so how fancy sounds on Love Versus Money album was just how I felt about being in that space, you know, and and jazz and just um, beautiful architecture, fashion, um, people having a, a depth about them of things to talk about and to, you know, to say that was all in that. And so it was very inspirational to, to write something in that space and have it, have it connect. Mm. As far as albums, I haven't, I haven't done my favorite album yet. That's all right. there. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
of the many, many, many songs you've written and all the collaborations you've done, is there one song um, or one album that you feel like people would not guess came from you? Oh, wow. Well, that happens all the time, though. Like, it's always like, because credit thing is different nowadays than how it used to be. I was just about to say that. Like, if you don't read up on it or somebody didn't mention it in the song, you wouldn't know if you weren't talking about, really. Yeah, everybody's always surprised. They're like, what? He wrote what? It'll be, I'll literally have somebody dragging me in a comment somewhere. Like, dream sucks. I can't stand him, blah, blah, blah. And so every now and then, out of my own anticipation to just be, um, I love to be, um, what do you call it? Entertained because I laugh at myself a lot. So I'll read a comment that says, dream sucks, blah, blah, blah. And it'll be this complete Beyonce fan, like complete, complete, complete. Like, oh my God, I'll kill everybody if I saw Beyonce. And I'll see all the songs that they like. And then like 92% of them are the ones that I had something to do with. And so I'll just leave a little comment like, but how you don't like me really? You don't know me, but you like all Beyonce songs that, I've had a part in writing. <laughs> and then I'll just leave. And then they'll come in later. Oh, no, it wasn't even like that. So you got to understand. I'm like, right. Sure, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm definitely like entertaining-wise, like pessimistic when it comes to like, so, but why would you? And I know the answer already. It's just me doing that. Yeah. I have to take some time to be silly. My, my life is like super serious all the time. Silly is good. Who are some younger artists that you're a fan of right now? And are, is there anyone you want to collaborate with that you haven't collaborated with yet? Um, I haven't collaborated with Bryson um, yet. Bryson, lo- love him to death um, musically and, and personally. Um, we've talked on, talked on the, on the phone um, for some time now. And we haven't collaborated on anything yet. And he's, he was just one of those ones that kind of struck me early on. That I just kind of felt like um, um, he had something, you know, in there inside, not just about songs and delivering them to a radio station, or X, XYZ, doing the one, two, threes to the music business, but just something in his soul that was there. And, and I was saying that at the same time where he was giving me praise about me being one of the one of the true inspirations that started his started his career. I wanted him to want to do it. And so it was just a mutual thing. So I always pull for Bryson. Um, I love all new artists, though. Like it's, yeah, I'm, I'm super ratchet, too, at the same time. So as I go from Frank Sinatra on 72 on series to the ratchetest thing I could find, and then all the way to probably something that's on the joint on 42, listen to Bob Marley <laughs> for a little bit. Then I go back. I'm just like, all over the place, man. I just, I don't, I just love music and I love whatever that vibe is for the day. That's how we dress and that's what we're doing. Well, I need you to somehow convince uh, Outkast and or Andre 3000 to one more. I love what, I love what Andre's doing, man. I love how I'm free saying, he is. I, I love how free he is. I know. We just Leon, need one more. I, don't, I think he gave it to us already. I, I think we have to review. I think we just got to review stuff sometimes because sometimes we say one more we kind of skip over what's really been done because it's so one more, give me another one. And I think that's what happened with my first two albums. Um, where it was like, I just gave too much too quick. And it was like, everybody just got spoiled. It's like, ah, yeah. Okay, cool. I'm like, cool. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? The same thing we did then is still being repeated to this day. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? And so, um, 
and not taking or not feeling any type of way about it. It was just me noticing something, you know, and just understanding the calculations that um, sometimes too much of something is just too much. And I think that Andre has reserved the right, him and Big Boy, to be honest, um, to not do another damn thing like ever. And I'm with you, though, on the man, I will wake up and lose my whole entire mind frame. Yeah, that's what would happen. But they reserve the right to not be able to like. For sure. You know, I think they've given us such quality music for so long. And, you know, you have an appreciation for it and you feel like they can still do well in today's time. And some of it, we just want to go back to hear some quality stuff from Outkast or, you know. Right. Even either, I mean, right. I know Big Boy's here and there still doing some stuff. You know, you'll hear him. Uh, he drops, right. you know, some singles, but so, yeah. Right. I think this is my final question, at least in this moment, but I just want to know what was your instant reaction the first time you heard Walk, my favorite song of the summer? I didn't have that much of a reaction. I mean, that's right down my alley. That's like, if you know me, you know this. <laughs> you know, I read something today that was like, <laughs> um, Cardi exposes like, um, music business are, are somebody's like dirty secret. I think it was on CNN. It was like a write up on the thing. And I was like, yeah, that's kind of like what I am. Most of the time. It's like the dirty secret that you like, yeah, don't play this around the kids. Cause <laughs> he's going to talk that shit. <laughs> so let's <laughs> probably not do it, <laughs> you know, but I get all the phone calls, especially from, my, especially from other artists. They're like, y'all, I'm over here playing that sex tape, bro. Why you at you ham, bro? And so I know what it is, but I do. I don't care because I know it's going to be censored. I know it's not going to be certain places you can play it. I know that I'm not going to beg you to play it. That's definitely not going to happen. And so I, you know, it's 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 a part of my life. I think I'm in where I'll do some cool right down the middle shit when I'm like 55 and shit like. All right, cool. I'm going to go right down the middle. We are the world. We are the world. Like, oh, look at Dream. He's found <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He's mellowing out. <laughs> shout out to the, I got to give my boy. He's uh, mellowing. Yeah. I got to give my boy a shout out to A.O., the producer. Uh, he's the one that produced uh, that record. Uh, he's out of Orlando, one of my my buddies, my friends. So. Oh, that's what's up. Shout out, shout out. Yeah, shout out to A.O. for coming up with, you know, what he did for WAP. Well, well, yeah, that's, that, they, that ain't nothing but a band fanfare right there, man. And he's in the band. Of course. He played he, in I the see, band. I wish, my, I wish my wife was in here because it's exact. I said, you hit, well, 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 well. And she was like, what are you talking about? I was like, man, it, that's all band. You wouldn't understand. Don't worry about it. She's like, <laughs> okay, cool. I'll try not to, try not to understand. But that's all tubas, all day, all long. That's just, Ah, yes, sir. Never mind yes, the nostalgia, sir. man. Never mind. Good old days. Good old days. The good old days. I wonder what would have happened if Vince had decided to go into music instead of basketball. The same thing that happened in basketball. Right, Both. half man, half amazing. Either way. Yeah, exactly. I, I tell you, speaking of music, one 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 night, um, Grant Hill linked us up. Actually, that's how we really hung out for the first time. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, you came to the studio. Yeah, came to the studio yeah, and, and, and then we're just vibing for that. You know, I you know being in the studio is forever, and it's kind of like we were just you know talking and chopping it up about it. And I had my buddy, uh, had KP from the colleagues, my boy yep. was a producer yep. right here in there, and just just vibing. So it was kind of just 
feeding my love for music and you know he was playing records and just just talking about music and it was like for me you know being a you know you know how to go you know dream how basketball players want to be artists and musicians and vice versa. vice versa yep but for me you know actually being being a musician as as i was a basketball player growing up it just to kind of sitting there and us being able to you know so for me it was being able to hold a conversation about music talking like and i know you know kind of you know knew how how to move and how to operate and how to have how to conversate with it was kind of fun for me and to see y'all do y'all thing so that's how you know shout out to grand hill for putting that together hey man, we gotta, i gotta get him back on the link though so. yeah gotta get, man i gotta get Beat on Grand Hill golf for a little while. All right. Well, before we make it into golf talk, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up for us. Um, Vince, do you have any other questions for the dream before we close? <laughs> nah, man. Like, no. I appreciate you, G. Appreciate you. No, say it. No, say it. Ain't never the thing, man. I just wanted yes, to sir. come through. So. We appreciate yes, you. Sorry it was dark in the beginning and all that stuff, but we, we brighten up the days. <laughs> nah, we good, sure. man. Thank you guys so much for listening to another edition of the Winging It podcast. Thank you so much to our incredibly talented guest, The Dream, and uh, also Hawk's super fan. We think it's been about 13 years that he's had season tickets, so shout out to The Dream for that. Thank you so much for coming on the show, and thank you guys for listening. We will talk to you next time. Five stars, good people. Five stars. We out. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.